Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is season four, episode four, and I'm going to have to get into a groove here. I haven't been haven't been on my game getting podcasts out here prior to this football season, but I'm going to have to get into a groove with football season coming quickly here. And today I am going to talk about football. I will touch on basketball a little bit later, mostly around the European trip and, and some things that I'm hearing with interviews, uh, you know, Fran McCaffrey players and whatnot. And I want to start it off with football talking a little bit about the gambling accusations. You know, Iowa State has just been decimated with this gambling situation. Their quarterback, Hunter Deckers, allegedly gambling on games with what he's done. Running back, Jarrell Brock, the starting tight end, starting offensive lineman, starting defensive lineman. And that is just huge from a team that lost some, some pretty good players off of last year's team. They are probably going to have a pretty good defense again, even though they've lost some really good players, though. Um, but but they, they seem to have a pretty good defense year in, year out. But offensively, man, they, they lost a couple of their biggest weapons. So that is a huge impact for them, and there could be more to come. We still don't know. That's what just blows my mind that we don't know yet. All the players that are involved, and, and we haven't had penalties handed down you know, for all the players yet. Why this takes so long, I don't know. I, it's just it's just hard to understand how something can take this long to, to figure out. But for the Hawkeyes, you know, Aaron Blom, backup kicker, backup punter. Hopefully, he wasn't going to be needed this year. You've got Drew Stevens, unbelievable, you know, great year as a freshman last year, and of course Tory Taylor, the best punter in college football. But it's a little bit scary. They, they need to, to find some solutions for backups there just so that they're they're prepared you know in case of the worst but a couple of the other players Arlen Bruce and Reggie Bracey those guys were Hawkeyes last year they transferred to Oklahoma State for Bruce and Troy for Reggie Bracey a defensive back and man just interesting um I'm kind of glad that they transferred. When you look at the transfer portal now, and, and we haven't been counting on them, you know, what if what if we thought Arlen Bruce was coming back to play wide receiver this year, and and didn't go as hard after the wide receivers that he's got, and maybe didn't get Seth Anderson or Caleb Brown. So, just a, a crazy world right now. And and again, it is interesting how Iowa is the only state now. Not every state has legalized gambling. I understand that, but but I'm not sure what happened for the Iowa to be investigating this? I mean, were they tipped off somewhere along the line? To, I, I just have no idea why this is an Iowa-only thing. And it's going to be interesting to see if we see any other states do this kind of investigation. I mean, seeing what, what's happening in Iowa and saying, hey, we need, to, we need to look into this. I have a feeling that a lot of them won't. Like, if, if gambling is legal in Nebraska... I don't think they're going to really dig in and say, let's let's investigate our Cornhusker football players and see if any of them are, are gambling on college sports. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully within a week, the Hawkeyes know all the players that are involved and what their penalties are going to be. I mean, we're getting close to game time now. This is just unbelievable. You need to have the starters out there preparing for the first game of the season against Utah State. So 
that's just been a, a really interesting development this year. And, and gambling is, I mean, they're going to have to figure this out because it is just so commonplace now. I'm one of the, the few people, I think, it seems like, that's a, at least it's a big sports nut, that has not gotten into this. I do like to I do like to bet on sports some. I mean, if, I, if I'm in Vegas, which I haven't been for a long time, but if I'm at a, at a sports book or something like that, and you're watching a game, I do have, you know, I do enjoy putting a little wager on the game. I just haven't been one to download the apps and, and want to spend a whole lot of time, my free time, you know, betting on games. So I haven't done it, but most of the people I know that are, are really into sports have, and, and they seem to enjoy it, and it's just so easily accessible now. But man, they're going to have to figure this out, uh, the NCAA, the colleges, the universities, as far as you know, what they're telling their kids and everything as well. All right, let's move on now and talk about football as far as what we're hearing in interviews from coaches and players. We had Kids Day recently. And, and some of the concerns, maybe some of the bright spots we're seeing. You know, I did a, a couple of podcasts recently, and I picked Iowa at 10-2 and two this season. I know that's a risk. I did that last year. They should have been 10-2 and two last year with, with any type of offense, or at least 9-3. and three. This year, it's kind of the same situation. You know, you look at, at it on paper, and they really should be 10-2, and 9-3 at the least with any kind of an offense, but now we have a Cade McNamara injury. You know, a guy coming off a knee injury now has a quadricep situation, strain, hopefully not a tear. Um, he is out right now. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks, it sounds like. Hopefully he'll be back for the Utah State game. I mean, do you want to rush him in? But I'm just concerned with, with you know, just makes you think how how fragile this season is as far as the quarterback situation it just seems like quite a drop off when you're talking about Kate Kate McNamara and then moving on to the backups I mean Joe Labus he helped win a bowl game for the Hawkeyes last year you know, he stepped in and, and did a good job he's out injured and I don't know how long he's been injured. I'm not sure what extent that is. So it's really Deacon Hill, Deacon Hill that is is taking the second string snaps right now. 6'3", 258-pound quarterback out of Santa Barbara, California. Transferred from Wisconsin, but, I mean, he is just a big guy. And, you know, you look at him, and people were really high on him after the spring practice. And after the kids' day, he threw three interceptions, I believe it was, in that practice. One that, that easily would have been a, a pick six. They were down at the goal line. It would have been like a 90-yard pick six. So a little bit of concern now, you know, with what they have with Deacon Hill in there. I mean, of course, there's also freshman Marco Linez, but I don't think he's getting the second team reps at all. Uh, and another freshman. Tommy Poholsky, his dad played for the Hawkeyes as well, but again, he was the walk-on. He'll have to develop and, and see if he can get any playing time later in his career. So that right there is, is by far my biggest concern. Hopefully Cade McNamara can get healthy, and then hopefully he can stay healthy throughout the season. And that gets me to my second biggest concern, which is the offensive line. And 
how well they'll be able to protect Cade McNamara or whoever is is back there taking the snaps for the Hawkeyes this year. You know, unfortunately, Dejon Parker, he's a guy that I was really hoping would be able to step up. And I'm not counting him out now. I'm just saying I was really hoping that he would be able to step up and take over that right tackle position. 6'5", 315 pounds, transferred over from Saginaw Valley State, and a really athletic guy. But he's been injured, and I believe he had a knee injury. I think he had a surgery on that, and he's been dealing with swelling there. And just missing the practice time is really concerning. And the Hawkeyes haven't had much fortune at the right tackle position over the last couple of years. And Jennings Dunker has been out there trying to play right tackle. It, it appears that he's he's more of an inside guy, and they're trying to get, get him some reps at tackle to see how he can do out there. Um, so that that's my other concern. I think on the inside, the Hawkeyes are going to be okay. It's, it's more around that right tackle position. You know, are they going to have to put Nick DeYoung back out there? He's had quite a bit of experience playing right tackle. The coaches seem to be high on him, what he's done in the offseason. And, and who knows? Like I said, uh, maybe maybe Dejon Parker is, is going to be able to step in there by week two, three, four, something like that, and, and be really solid out there at right tackle or Maybe one of the other guys, Jennings Dunker or something, will step up. Uh, but that's 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 just my concern as far as protecting the quarterback more than anything. I think Mason Richmond is looking really solid on the left side. Uh, the improvement for Logan Jones at center I think is going to be a huge step function this year. So I think that's going to be good. And I think they have a lot of guys that they can rotate in and out at the guard position especially with Rusty Fett stepping in from uh, Miami of Ohio to transfer. So offensive line uh, is number two after Cade McNamara. Number three is just going to be wide receiver depth. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of list this one as, as a positive and a concern. The positive is it looks like there's some guys that are really stepping up and that can play that wide receiver position. The concern is just how thin they are at the wide receiver position right now. And, and you know, there's an injury again. Uh, they could be just holding Nico Ragaini out right now. I mean, this is, what, year six? I think he's 25 years old or something like that. And, and maybe they're just holding him out. They know what he can do and letting other guys run. They don't want to risk any, any further injury there. But really excited about Deontay Bynes, six-foot junior from Connecticut, around 200 pounds. He can fly out there, and, and so that's been fun to watch, watch him continue to grow. And then Seth Anderson, the transfer from Charleston Southern. Again, guy about six-foot, a uh, little bit leaner guy, 180 pounds, but he looks like he has some, some pretty good skills, and, and that's exciting. So you've got those three guys really stepping up and, and looking good out there. And I think we're going to see Caleb Brown as well. You know, he's working into the rotation. He's the transfer from Ohio State. And we haven't seen a ton of him yet. 
but I think by game two, three, four, we're going to see Caleb Brown, the Ohio State transfer, uh, out there getting a ton of playing time as well and making some plays for the Hawkeyes. So we're seeing some production from the wide receivers, and that is just exciting. If Cade McNamara and the Hawkeyes offense can get the ball down the field, explosive plays, big plays from the wide receivers this year, that is going to open up this offense so much. And hearing some good things about a couple of freshmen, Jarius Bowie, 6'1", freshman out of Tampa, Florida, and a true freshman out of Kansas City area, Dayton Howard, 6'4". So hopefully those guys continue to develop, provide some depth. Jacob Bostic has been dinged up again. Kids from Illinois want to see him get out there and get some plays, just a redshirt freshman, but hopefully he can he can get some, some run this year as well. But if you look at that tight end room, that's going to provide some explosive plays this year, too. It's not like the Hawkeyes have these lumbering tight ends that aren't going to make a lot of plays. But they, just, they need to have some wide receivers they could throw the ball to as well, and it looks like they, they really do this year. And Eric All and Luke Lachey are two talented guys that are going to, they're going to be in two tight end sets. They're going to have those guys split out at times, running routes, and... This could be a really fun offense to watch with those guys streaking down the field with a defensive back or a linebacker trying to chase them down. So that provides the Hawkeyes some advantage there. And hearing a lot of good things about Steven Stilianos, a, a senior transferred from Lafayette College. He's making plays in practice, and he is just a big, big guy, 6'5", 255 pounds. He's had some playing time, too. He's, he's been in there blocking last year, so... And Addison Estranga as well. He's another one that, that Kirk Ferentz talked a lot about. Uh, being really impressive. He's a sophomore out of Wisconsin. So the Hawkeyes are stacked at the tight end position. And I would say they're stacked at the running back position as well. Caleb Johnson is looking for a huge season his sophomore year. And probably what impresses me the most, he's really focusing on catching the ball out of the backfield. That's something he hadn't, he hadn't done a whole lot of. And he wants to really improve that this year. He rushed for over 700 yards last year. I think it was 770-something, 779, I don't know. But he broke the record for a true freshman at the University of Iowa for yardage. Look for him to have well over 1,000 yards this year. But they can rotate guys in. LaShawn Williams, a junior out of Chicago, he's a talented guy. He's added some, some wiggle to his game, it sounds like. And then Jazian Patterson. He had some nice plays last year in the bowl game out of Florida. 5'10", a little bit smaller guy, but uh, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's really quick and fast. So they've got three guys that I feel really good about in the, back, in the backfield and hearing good things about the freshmen as well. So the offense definitely has some weapons. Cade McNamara can stay healthy. Let's, let's, let's hope that he can. He is a leader. He's a heck of a player. He had over 61% passing pass completion percentage at Michigan in, in their big year. And he's mobile. He can scramble and elude the rush. He can scramble and get yardage when needed. So, so that is just such a huge key in this season. On the defensive side of the ball, I feel really good about Phil Parker's defense once again. Big surprise there, huh? 
and I'm probably most impressed by the defensive line, just the depth that they have. In the kids' practice, it was Brian Allen getting into the backfield over and over again. That was a bit of a surprise. It's a guy we haven't heard a ton about. He's just a redshirt freshman. And with all the guys that the Hawkeyes have returning, you know, you're expecting those guys to shine a little bit more. Maybe he's got a lot more playing time. But, but man, he just looks so good out there. And they already have several guys that are going to be drafted next year or the year after. It is just a loaded defensive line. So they're going to be so solid there. Linebacker going into the year, a little bit concerned until the Hawkeyes hit the transfer portal. And Nick Jackson transferred from Virginia, over 100 tackles each of the last three years. I, I feel really confident that he is. It sounds like he's really settled in as a team leader on that defense. He and Jay Higgins have become really good friends. They're going to be out there running together, making tackles. So I'm feeling good about you know, Kyler Fisher, another guy that I'm hearing. You know, he's a senior. He's been out there a lot. He's played a ton on, on special teams. So, and they have a slew of, of guys that have been you know, there's a sophomore, junior, that can step in if they need to. So I think we're pretty good. You know, it's going to be another good linebacking core. Last year was just unbelievable, of course, with Jack Campbell and Seth Benson. But I think that uh, we're going to have another salty linebacking core this year. And then defensive backs, that first team is so good with Xavier Wampa, Quinn Schulte, safeties, and then Jamari Harris and Cooper DeGene at corner. And the big concern seemed to be cornerback. The Hawkeyes looked to be kind of in the transfer portal, looking to see if they could get another cornerback. And then Deshaun Lee was really stepping up in the kids' practice. A couple of interceptions. He's looking good. Out of Bellevue, Michigan, Richard Freshman. And I think the Hawkeyes have some guys out there. I, I think they, they are set with Cohen Entringer. He's a Richard Freshman. Michigan as well. The Hawkeyes have so many good defensive backs from Michigan year in and year out. He's a safety. And, of course, last year we saw a little bit of T.J. Hall. It's good that he's got a year under his belt, not being thrown out there as a true freshman if he needs to go out there this year. So I'm really confident that Phil Parker is going to have that defensive back room really solid again this year. And Cooper DeGene is a preseason All-American. And he is going to be just so much fun to watch this year. He's, he's probably one of the most important players on this team. So no surprise, going into the 2023 football season, Phil Parker has assembled a defense that is going to be tough. They're going to be hard-nosed. They're not going to give up many explosive plays. They're not going to give up many points either. LeVar Wood's special teams are going to be really good. Uh, I mean, obviously, Torrey Taylor going to pin teams back, make it tough for them to score points on the Hawkeyes because they're going to have to drive a long field to get a touchdown, even a field goal. The return game's going to be better than about any team the Hawkeyes face as it is year in, year out. Cooper DeGene's going to score a couple of touchdowns probably, make some explosive plays, returning punts. You're going to see some big kickoff returns. Drew Stevens is going to have another solid year kicking through the uprights. And it's going to re rely on the, the offense as far as what type of season this is. Is it an 8-4 type of season? Is it a 10-2 season? 
how explosive can this offense be? Can the offense win a game or two by scoring a lot of points? And again, I just think Cade McNamara is the key. He's a really special player. You look at that special season he had leading Michigan, the Big Ten Championship and the, the National Championship playoffs where he was 61% completion percentage and the way he can move around. It's, it's going to be really exciting to see if, if he's out there on the field. And I can't wait to meet Kenneth here in, in two weeks, basically. So let's, let's switch gears now. I want to talk a little bit of basketball. That European trip was, was interesting to kind of follow and, and listen to Fran McCaffrey talk about the different games. You know, going into this basketball season, with the guys the Hawkeyes left, Chris lost, or lost after last season, Chris Murray, Philip Robracha, Connor McCaffrey, some guys that are scoring a lot of points, guys that are getting rebounds. Connor kind of a guy that can get assists, but he can play the four position as well. A lot of a lot of versatility with him. And it was kind of a situation where we thought, man, what are the Hawkeyes going to do? I mean, what kind of what are they going to have at center? What are they going to have at, at power forward? And now you're looking at this roster and saying they actually may be deeper at that position. Riley Mulvey didn't make the trip to Europe. Um, you wonder if the writing's kind of on the wall with him. He's a junior. 6'11", you keep hoping to see him develop. He hasn't had a ton of playing time, hasn't had a whole lot of success on the court when he has. But really excited about Ben Cricky. He's more of a more of a four power forward type player, but leading scorer in that conference last year, six nine. He's going to be starting for sure. And one of the more intriguing players coming into this season is Peyton Sanford. They list him as a guard, six seven, two hundred fifteen pounds, a sharp shooter from three. He had his his cold stretch last year, but but he's going to be a much better three point shooter overall this year. And it sounds like he is rebounding the basketball. I think Fran's really made that an emphasis for him. They want to have some position flexibility with him where he could play the three or the four or the two, whatever, wherever they need him. But I think he's going to be needed at the three and the four this year based on the roster that they have. So that's an intriguing thought to have Peyton Sanford occasionally play in the four position and maybe even start there and then have another guy rotate in. They're going to have a solid reserve with Evan Bronze. He's an Iowa City kid with 6'9", 240, a Belmont transfer. He averaged about seven points per game last year. A guy that can block shots. He's got a good body for that position. So they didn't really have that last year. You think about what they had last year. They had Riley Mulvey and Big Jelly coming in to play the center position if needed. Now you've got Evan Bronze coming off the bench. And then more intriguing than that is the true freshman, Owen Freeman. 6'11", he's another he's a Moline kid, Moline, Illinois. But he can score the ball, but he really rebounded on that trip. And again, he's not going to have 14 rebounds per game, 12 rebounds per game in the Big Ten. But he's really impressing, and it sounds like he's going to get a lot of playing time. Maybe starting... At some point in the season, probably starting the season off, coming off the bench, but to have a 6'11", guy that can score and rebound really well coming off the bench, 
this is this is starting to be an intriguing team. And you look at the different possibilities for starting lineups. I mean, who's going to be the point guard? I at this point think it's going to be either Josh Dix or Desante Bowen, the two true sophomores. Dix is six five, sharpshooter. He shot forty percent from three last year. He shot over fifty percent from three on the European trip. Desante Bowen. Decent three-point shooter as well, a guy that can get to the rim you know, with a little bit more ease than Dix can. I mean, a guy that can take guys, break guys, break guys down off the dribble. So those are two good options at the point guard position. Also intriguing when you have a guy like Brock Harding, the other true freshman from Moline, who really just makes unbelievable plays out there as far as passing the ball. He has great court vision. A little bit concerned about turnovers at times, but he had some games there where he had no turnovers and five assists or whatever. So he is an intriguing prospect and a guy that can shoot the ball as well. So I think of the two for sure, it's going to be Tony Perkins starting. And he is going to have a, a great season. I'm really confident in that. He's been just a solid player throughout his career, gotten better and better every year. Main thing that he needs to do is knock down threes at a, at a better better rate this year. And I didn't even mention, as far as when we were talking about the front court, Laji Dembele, who wasn't on the trip initially, had some, some issues with his visa, but once he got there, he played some. And he's another good-looking player, another look, good-looking big guy, 6'9", 250 pounds. And again, I think he's a, a better option coming off the bench than, than we had last year with, with Mulvey and Big Jelly. So it's, it's exciting, and I haven't even talked yet about Patrick McCaffrey. He didn't make the trip to Europe. He was at the Nike Skills Camp, which I think was good for him. Get some additional instruction and coaching from, from different guys. Obviously, the Iowa coaching staff knows what they have with Patrick McCaffrey. You know, he's a senior, and, and they know what they have there, so he didn't really need to be there. They could, they could use that time in Europe to watch, watch the other guys play and see what they could do those guys. So let's look at, at some possible starting lineups. Again, you know, I think I think Dix or Bowen, I'm kind of leaning on Dix right now just because of the way he can score the ball, shooting from three and stretching the defenses at the point guard position. But a couple of really solid backups then. We're going to throw Harding in the mix there. Tony Perkins at the two. I didn't mention Price Sanford, the other freshman, but I think he's going to be a backup at two position, a really good three-point shooter, so that's going to be a bit of a change of pace when he comes in. Play the three as well, of course. And then Patrick McCaffrey at the three, but do you, do you start Peyton Sanford at the four, and then do you rotate in the bigger guys, Owen Freeman, move Sanford to the two at times? It just there's a lot of flexibility with this lineup. Really, a lot of interesting combinations that they can go through. So we're gonna we're gonna wait and see. Not not throw any big judgments out there right now on what this team can do. But the more I'm seeing it, the more I'm liking it. It just seems like offensively, there's a lot of guys that can score in different ways. A lot of guys that can shoot the three really well, and it's making me a little bit more excited about this upcoming basketball season. And I knew I was going to be a little bit excited just because of 
having six new guys on this team and and just you know seeing new guys play and, and trying to see what they can do out on the court is going to be exciting anyway. So that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will be talking again soon. It is hard to believe this summer is almost over. Two weeks, we'll be rolling into Kinnick Stadium, and I can't wait. Go Hawks!